0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Friday, July 24th, 2020, and this is the 7 a.m. meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page Roman numeral 22, which is XXII, and we're going to be reading four paragraphs, which makes up the whole of the Forward to the Third Edition. Today's readers are the Twelve Steps, Loretta H., the Twelve Traditions, Lauren N., the readers of the text will be Barbara E. and Liz V., and our newcomer greeter, at the um, end of the, this hour, will be Dory P. and Jen A. will be our host for the second hour. The reference numbers for yesterday, which was Thursday, July twenty third, are these: the seven a.m. Eastern Time meeting, fifteen thousand thirty three one five zero three three, and for the ten a.m. meeting yesterday. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. And this is our sole purpose. As stated in Tradition 5, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I'm going to ask Loretta H. if she'll read the 12 steps of OA for us. Good morning, Loretta.
1: Good morning, Penny. This is Loretta H. Uh, recovered in. Raleigh, North Carolina, and thank you and everyone who does service on this healthy, healthy meeting. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless more moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of guilt. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass and thank you for letting me do service.
0: Thank you, Loretta H. And now we go to New York and hear from Lauren N., who's going to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lauren.
2: Good morning, Penny. Good morning, visionaries. Lauren N. from New York, compulsive overeater and sugar addict. Twelve traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting the other groups or OA as a a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, lead, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, prosperity, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Our every OA group ought to be fully so self-supporting declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Lauren N.
0: And now this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you would press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XXII, and that is the uh, forward to the third edition, and we will be reading all four paragraphs which make up that, that forward to the third edition, and I'm going to ask our first reader, Barbara E.,
3: to read that for us. Good morning, Barbara. Star one, Barbara. Barbara E.
4: Sorry, I was halfway through. By March 1976, when when this edition went to the printer, the total worldwide membership of Alcoholics Anonymous was conservatively estimated at more than 1 million, with almost 28,000 groups meeting in over 90 countries. Surveys of groups in the United States and Canada indicate that AA is reaching out not only to more and more people, but to a wider and wider range. Women now make up more than one-fourth of the membership. Among newer members, the proportion is nearly one-third. Seven percent of the AA surveyed are less than 30 years of age among them, many in their teens. The basic principles of the AA program, it appears, hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles, just as the program has brought recovery to those of many different nationalities. The 12 steps that summarize the program may be called los dos pesos in one country, they dos etapes in another, but they trace exactly the same path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous. In spite of the great increase in the size and the span of the fellowship, at its core, it remains simple and personal. Each day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope (sighs) thank goodness for aa well if you too are desperate we earnestly hope that you'll find your answer here with us we are open to everyone with weight issues we may be walking up different paths on our way to the summit of the mountain but we are a fellowship with one primary purpose of course we want to be free of our addiction But we want to pass the message on to other compulsive overeaters and to be there for each other if we stumble on our way up the mountain. But trust me, the view at the summit is magnificent and the air is fresh and the beauty is that we're all together we, we are amazingly find our compulsion to hurt ourselves with food has vanished and we wake up each morning feeling joyful, rested and eager to face a new day. We know today in 2020 there are even more programs that claim to solve our life killing problems with food but ours gives us a message that we can improve our relationships with ourselves and others. It's true that we may not be the right program for everyone with our disease, but we hope people will open their mind and heart to the possibility that this OA 12-step program may be their answers to to their problems with food and life issues. I know when I stumbled into my first meeting in 1997, I was that desperate, hopeless person, sure that my disease would kill me. I was already being strangled by my compulsion to overeat enormous quantities of food. I left that first meeting on a March morning with a tiny flicker of hope that as the months passed became a burning flame. I I didn't truly know if it would work long term for me because I tend to quit when life gets hard. But I was encouraged to return for six meetings and if I wasn't feeling better, they said they'd refund my misery. So I stayed for the miracle and I stayed after the miracle to reach back to others and eager to share what I now had. Neutrality around food and the desire to, and no longer having the desire to compulsively overeat and a new happiness, a new outlook on life. It is truly amazing at how many of my problems, most of which had nothing to do with my excess overeating, became manageable, and that I needed to concentrate not so much on what needed to be changed in you, but what needed to be changed in me. Today, when I focus on what's good, I have a good day. When I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. Unity, service, recovery, and fellowship. We must all hang together, or we'll all die separately. Not my words.
0: Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. And before I take on uh, names for people who would like to share, let me just remind us that we are asking that um, you limit your frequency of sharing to every third day. So. If you've shared on Wednesday or Thursday, we're asking that you just um, hold back and allow other people to uh, hear, allow us to hear from others, especially maybe people who have never never had the courage to speak up before. Um, okay, so who would like to share on those four paragraphs? Lisa B. FSA. Charlotte G. Cynthia C. Lisa. Oh, gosh. I, Lisa, and who was after Lisa? Cynthia C. Cynthia C. Larry K. Uh, and we had
3: another another uh, male voice before Larry. Okay, Larry K. But I missed you. somebody there. Meg D. What's your first name, please? Meg. Meg D. Yes. Okay. Anyone else? Sherry A. Sherry A. And one more, maybe. All right, let's go with that, then. Here I have Lisa, and I'll
0: ask her to tell me the initial of her last name when she shares. Lisa, Cynthia C., Larry K., Meg D., and Sherry A. Good morning, Lisa.
5: Good morning, Penny. This is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L E S A. Um, I love this reading, and, you know, the year 1976 uh, is the year I had my first drink, and of course, I know this is an OA meeting, so it brings me right to my OA experience. Um, I went to AA not for the drinking. Um, I found out I belonged there, but I went there because I wanted to get sanity with the food, and um, I eventually did get led here to a vision for you, this OA meeting, and I love here where it's talking about the 12 steps that summarize the program um, and they trace exactly the same path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members. So, you know, we hear all the time, I don't need to change anything. That, that is the program. That's not the program. I don't need to confuse the, the fellowship, which is so wonderful and amazing and very powerful, very, very powerful, but I don't need to confuse that with the program. But I love where it's talking about at its core, it remains simple and personal. And that when recovery begins, when one, one alcoholic, one compulsive overeater speaks with another compulsive overeater, and that's what happened to me, the best day, one of the best day, I have like five best days in my life, one of them, the day I introduced myself as a newcomer on this line, and I received about 25 phone calls, one of the people that called me to welcome me became my sponsor, my big book guide, and it was a conversation that was just... Uh, simple, and it was personal. And recovery began for me in that process. And even though I had been in and around the rooms for so many years, what worked for me was hearing someone that shared that same step one experience that I had. And yet she was different. You know, she was like me, but now she was different. And that's what I needed to hear. The other thing I love about this reading is, um, I want this program to be here for the future, you know, just, it was waiting for me. AA was waiting for me. The day I had that first drink in 1976, it was waiting for me patiently. It's been there. OA, OA has been waiting for me. You know, I experienced my first OA meeting in 1986. There were five other women there and I was thin and I I didn't fit, I didn't look like them. Oh, I was in so much pain, but I didn't hear what I needed to hear. Maybe they talked about it, and I might not have been ready to hear it. But when I went to that first AA meeting in December of 1986, I heard an amazing electrical, I felt an amazing electrical feeling, and I knew I wanted it. What I was hearing was the 12 steps. I was seeing the 12 steps and hearing it. And then when I came here to A Vision For You, which is a wonderful OA meeting, I heard it on the line and I heard it in the person that was to become my sponsor's voice. And today I love reaching out to other fellows that are new, coming back. And I love sharing my experience, strength, and hope. Not my opinion, not what I speculate, what I think, but it's my experience, strength, and hope. And I was taught if I don't have experience in it, you know, to encourage them to share with someone that has experience. But I can share my strength and I can share my hope without I pass.
0: Thank you. That was Lisa B. She spells her name with an E, -E L-E-S-A. And Cynthia C., good morning, Massachusetts.
6: (laughs) Good morning. This is Cynthia C., recovered compulsive overeater and food addict in Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for your service moderating this meeting, and thank you to everybody who makes this meeting happen every day. I... I'm incredibly grateful to be on this meeting and this is great i mean all the reading is great and every time we read a paragraph this is like my new favorite paragraph i being on this meeting with our singleness of purpose you know we are all here because we struggle with compulsive overeating and food addiction we are all here because there are foods we desperately want <laughs> To enjoy and control that we cannot control and enjoy, you know, and that has made our lives unmanageable. And I come here, you know, as often as I can, because I need to hear the message, you know, and I am so grateful. This is a great paragraph, you know. There is this unity of purpose, but we are so many people, especially at this meeting, people from all over the world who come together to hear the message and to hear people share their experience, strength, and hope about how they have worked the 12 steps according to the big book. And I come here because I need to hear people in recovery. I also really need to hear people who are struggling. I I need to be of service to people. I need to be available for people, you know, and I'm grateful. You know, here I am, you know, a modern Orthodox Jewish woman in Newton, Massachusetts, and yet people who are on my God squad, people who I call, people who are my great friends in program, are, you know, the rainbow in the world of ethnicities and colors and challenges and struggles, you know, and so for some of my friends have a very different life than me and they have different challenges and different struggles in their daily life, but you know what, we all struggle with food addiction and I am so grateful that, you know, most often that this group is a group where I can share my innermost struggles and my innermost conflicts and they may be different than somebody else's and I may not fully relate to a challenge somebody else is going through but I can for sure relate to whatever that challenge is that that affects my desire to want to eat you know my challenge may be different than somebody else's in my personal life in my political life in my work life you know but for sure, whatever those challenges are, whatever resentments I may develop because of a of a work issue, a political issue, a social issue, that will lead me to the food. It will lead me back to my disease if I am not working the twelve steps, if I am not doing my ten steps, if I am not doing my eleven step prayer and meditation. And thank God I have this reminder for my higher power and everything else to come here and that unity of purpose, and that we come together safely and respectfully to care about each other. So with that, I pass, and I'm just so incredibly grateful to be part of this group, and thank you to everybody who makes this happen every day.
0: With that, I pass. Thank you, Cynthia. We're grateful that you're here. And now, Larry K., Chicago fan, hey. Cubs.
7: Hey, Penny, how are you? Good morning. opening Good morning. day Sox. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's important uh, to remind you that the Red Sox will be opening at Fenway against Baltimore. So just to, to you know, because I know you didn't, uh, you forgot about that. <laughs>
3: uh,
7: finally, right? Uh, okay, so um, you know, it's it's um it's interesting. You know, when when I look at this uh, look at this these paragraphs that were read, uh, what what strikes me is um, all the countries as as this expanded right and and it goes on to say that um you know despite whatever country as as this expanded they traced exact the the exact same path to recovery that was blazed in the earliest uh, by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous and that indeed is true and um you know I'm, I'm amazed you know um I'm amazed because we you know we have this common solution the message that that bill in the first uh, approximately 100 it was less than 100 they they wanted to pass that on that that this is going to hold us together what's going to hold us together is that we have we are we are bound together by a common solution we they discovered a common solution through the 12 steps um you know they found a way out which you know that we can agree um, is available to anyone, and so here we see the expansion of this stuff. And you know, it reminds me because, I mean, I, I've I've had the privilege, really, the the honor, the privilege to to be able to carry this message to throughout this this country, and, and to many. What blows me away is to many countries uh, outside of the United States. Um, uh, my goodness, uh, someone like Marcella, the beautiful, uh, just uh, compassionate stuff that she's doing throughout uh, the, the Spanish-speaking countries and Latin America and elsewhere have had the opportunity, and, and just through translation. This stuff translates. It's the craziest thing. I can't be understood on this slide, but it even translates to other languages, and, and, and I've had the privilege of doing it in, 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 in Russia, and I've had the privilege of doing it in Italy and other places. And, and hopefully you're hearing, it, not about what I've had the, 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 the privilege of doing, it's an honor, but the fact that this message, isn't it cool that it can translate to anywhere, anywhere at all, someone who has a problem like ours, they are an alcoholic, they are a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety, that they have a way out. And when the word, and when the words are put together and, and someone could be, you know, we shine a light on this pathway, on these 12 steps. And I've seen so many of you, I've listened on on Zoom meetings and heard you, you're carrying the message to all sorts of different groups. And it's beautiful because we have our, yes, we have our own experience, strength and hope to share. But the thing is, is that we had a way out. I don't care if you got here when you were 700 pounds, were you 80 pounds? Are you black, green, blue, white, you know, whatever you are, you have a way out and you carry that message. And that message is so powerful. It is so powerful. Anyone can pick up the spiritual toolkit laid at your feet. If they're willing to do this work and navigate through the 12 steps, they're going to experience a miracle. I can't explain the miracle. I've, I've experienced it, but I can't explain it. You've got you to experience it yourself and then we get a front row seat to watch your your eyes eyes open up. It's 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 extraordinary to see that. I am so grateful, so grateful for this way out. And uh with that I pass. Thanks Penny.
3: Thank you Larry K and Meg D. Good morning, Meg. Meg We can't hear you. Maybe you need to
8: unmute, star one. Good morning again. I was speaking to just my phone. It's Meg D. A lot of us
0: do that. Good morning. Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
8: It's Meg D. here in Rhode Island. I'm a recovered member of Overeaters Anonymous. Very grateful for that. And I I love the sentence, Every day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. Because I'm here to report that I tried a lot of other things. I tried reading only. I ordered these books online. I read them. I dutifully studied them. And the results was really not much. I tried listening only. I listened to this meeting. I listened to lots of meetings. And the results were not that much. I even went on retreats. I did some of the actions, but I didn't do all of the actions. I even did some of this talking, one alcoholic talking with another, but I didn't really share everything about me, and I didn't really believe that it pertained to me. So, But I'm here to report that that really did become the answer. I like the story on page 149, he lived only to drink, where it talks about a member of Alcoholics Anonymous who sat me down in her office, it says. No one had ever done this before, told me how she drank, what happened, and how she got sober. Well, I had been preached to, analyzed, cursed, counseled, but no one had ever said, I identify what's going on with you. It happened to me, and this is what I did about it. That, for me, turned out to be the key, to be among people where they would share that, and I would say, Well, I did do that, and I do behave like that. That really was the key one alcoholic talking to another. Um, I like how this talks about the different ages of people following a path to recovery blazed by the earliest members. Originally, I would seek out people who had a lot of experience, who had been around a long time, and their Stories were very, very valuable. But I will say the newcomers are just as valuable. Their experience is so fresh. The younger people, for me, because I'm older now, are also valuable because I remember that. And I remember that point of view. I think I was using that just to sort out things because I couldn't take in everything at once. I think that's a kind way to say I wasn't really identifying in because I had this a long time. And lastly, I love this, where it talks about the past blazed by others and the inclusiveness and all of that. It reminds me of the world's wisdom traditions and how I did seek a lot different religions and this and that, and they all do have somewhat of a common core. But I'm here to tell you, that too was not the answer. The answer was, back to, that's my timer, one alcoholic talking to another. With that, I pass. Thank you, Penny.
0: Thank you, Meg D. from Rhode Island. And Sherry A., it's your turn now.
9: Good morning. This is Sherry A. from Chicago, compulsive overeater. Um, I also really resonate with that last uh, sentence in the paragraph about recovery begins when one alcoholic, and somewhere in the world, um, and the idea that um, I'm I'm currently, I've been in program, had didn't have a lot of uh strong spiritual footing in my recovery and had a bunch of stuff happen that was tough and lost my abstinence. Um and so um just on the journey back from relapse and listening to this call for the third day in a row and um I think what's so beautiful is that um the journey is available um that uh even though I don't have the lived experience of it right now, just knowing that, like, I do have a higher power and that um, at any moment there is, like, connection and recovery waiting. Um, and so it's just so good to get on the line um, and hear other folks talk about that. So um, I just really appreciate that and really appreciate all of you this morning. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Sherry ye Thank you very much. Okay. So we're ready to take more um people who would like to share. Um who would who would want to get on that list? Remember if you shared on Wednesday Michael. Who was this? Michael. Michael? M. Michael M. Okay, Michael. Sandy C. Yeah. Sandy C I think it was. All yeah, right. Possible.
10: My M. Jen
0: A? Okay, who was just before Jen A, please? My M. Um no. I hold on, I didn't get your first name. Uh who's
3: this? Initial- my.
10: my M.
3: Could you spe- spell it?
10: M Y. Just my M Y.
0: Okay. Jen A, and who else? I have Michael, Sandy, Mai, Jen A, and who else? Natalie M. Natalie M, as in Mary?
11: Yes.
3: Okay, good. All right. How about one more?
0: Okay, we'll just go with those people. That's a nice list. Michael M., Sandy C., Mai M., Jen A and Natalie M. We'll start with Michael M.
12: Good morning, Michael. Good morning and thank you for your service. I am Michael, definitely compulsive overeater and recovered today, uh, one day at a time. I'm very grateful to my higher power um, that I found vision and Bill Wilson says so clearly uh that we are to go to any length. And when I found vision it reminded me of when I first, many, many years ago, came into a way, and it was very much like vision is now, that many years ago. I, I came in in 76. Um, I'm grateful that vision has given me the understanding of, you know, I traveled a lot when I was young, and I'm in more than one program, and I traveled all over the world, and even in countries where I didn't understand the language. I was so so amazed that there was a 12-step program that I could go to and that it helped me. And my life, because of 12-step and because of what Bill Wilson has done and people like you and people like all of us that participate, I have literally lived my life of the dreams I dreamt in the program. Of course, (laughs) not every day is a good day, but that's normal, which I now understand. So I'm just really very happy and very grateful that my higher power, I'm not even sure how I knew about this, but for me, uh, it's brought back strength into my life. So thank you so much for your service, and please have a safe day.
0: Thank you, Michael Lamb. And before we hear from Sandy, let me remind everybody that what we're reading and sharing on this morning is the forward to the third edition, all four paragraphs that make up that um, forward, and that's on page XXII. Okay, so Sandy C., will you share for us now?
13: Thank you, Penny. Um, my name is Sandy C. I'm in um, Fall River, Massachusetts, and um I heard uh, a fellow share, she said 1976, and I remembered what 1976 looked like for me. I was 14, and my mom was a, am oh, going to cry, a uh, blackout alcoholic, and I knew um, to go live with my dad, so my mom, uh, well, at the time, I thought my mom was going to kill herself because that's what she was talking about. But what she did instead, um, because this is the power of getting out of the way of somebody's bottom she started going to AA meetings and um, it took her six years to get sober and she always credits the fact that somebody asked her to make the coffee so somebody asked her to do service and then she just found herself sober like three months later so that's my mother's miracle in program story and I tell you that because um I don't know when I would have and you know by the time I was twenty four I was in plenty of pain about other people um, and I needed help and she sent me she i called her and she um, told me to go to a c o a which adult children and alcoholics and that was the beginning of my journey that eventually got me to o a um, and I'm so grateful to my mom and i'm so present to um how miraculous it is that we can reach out to each other and it's important for me to underline that it's still a person-to-person message. You know, I don't know that I I would have um, gotten here if it had been an ad on TV, right? I mean, it's good, you know, it's good to, that we do PSAs and, and we do outreach like that, but I, it's still a person-to-person thing. I called my mom. I was in pain over other people. She said there's a place where you can get help and you can change, and I went there. And um, and it's just I'm so grateful to her, and I'm so moved, and I'm so happy now, and proud to be part of a worldwide fellowship. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Sandy C. And now I have my M, but I don't think I got that your first
3: name correct. Would you tell us again?
10: No, that's correct. My name is Mari.
9: Oh, (laughs) wonderful.
3: Yeah. Good.
10: So, hi, I'm Mai. I'm um, a compulsive overeater. Um, I hate to say this, but but I am happy and proud to say it too. Is that I um, was in a full relapse, and I'm actually struggling really, really hard to come back. I've been in program going on uh, four and a half four four and a half years, and it's just like I'm at that point right now because everything's been so. Um, Life changing these last um, few months with the whole just everything that's happening in the world right now. And it's just been so devastating in my own life and just so like, that devastating. It's just been so life altering, you know, just, ugh. Anyways, I just come across, I'm at the crossroads right now where it's like I'm really unhealing a lot of these things that caused my addictions and. Um, my eating disorder, and um, it's caused many other addiction, and I too have found myself. Um, I don't drink, and that's not my main my main, my main addiction either. Food is my main addiction, but I've come to the point where I found myself drinking again and stuff like that. So I'm just in really desperation right now to try to come back, and I'm just grasping onto anything and just any fellowship. I think like not being able to go to the rooms either. And um, it's just, it's not the same, you know. And I'm just really just clinging on to everything right now just to try to come back and try to put down the food. And, um, and so I was in desperation. I did one of those, I posted on one of the social media for the, you know, um, OA on my go or whatever. And someone led me back here to dream I'm just so grateful for that, because everything I heard today is exactly what I needed right now, and um I guess I'm just here so but thank you, everybody, for sharing because it really helped me, and I don't know if it's gonna be like the full complete like rebound like to going back into program, but I know that it's one step one step back, it's like one step back to where you know I need to be and just trying to be clean and sober for all of this and just not turn to my old coping mechanisms, you know, and just really remember why I joined program in the first place and why it's so important to me to stay, to stay sober for all this and just why I did all this in my life and that I deserve it as a person to live life this, this way, you know, so and not to um, constantly beat myself up and use food as the punishment all the time and other COPE records that you to use so um, anyway, I just want to thank you everybody for being here and listening and just for you to share because it just means a lot right now so thank you
3: thank you my um,
0: and please just keep calling back um Jen A it's your turn hey good morning Penny C thanks
14: so much for taking the meeting today this is Jennae. I live in Colorado and I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Um, you know, I have been reading with you all in these editions and it's so important that I do read them um, because, you know, um, it, takes me, it takes me through the history um, and where this program came from. Um, it talked about, so far, miracles that have taken place and that there is hope and that many have recovered. But yet it tells me also that important things are still to come. And with, with this spiritual experience, you know, with God's help, you too can recover and carry the message. Um, you're going to need a lot of willingness, right? <laughs> and then it's got to be followed by strenuous work. That's what I read about in the second edition. Um, and how am I going to do that? It's uh, two men working together, or two women, as we read today. More women are coming in. Um, we have these principles. Um, We have the steps. We have the traditions. And, um, you know, we're on this high road to a new freedom. Um, And then, you know, today we get to 1976, the third edition. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. that will give away my shiny secrets. But, um, you know, women were added. Teens were added. Different lifestyles and nationalities. Um, You know, they shared their experience, strength, and hope. Um, And here's what I love. The best part for me says, it says, in spite of the great increase, the size, the span of the fellowship, at its core it remains simple and personal. And that's what I love. The core of this message has never changed, right? Um, the, the things in these, the book that have changed, it's told us, it's people's stories. Um, it's the people, um, but it's never the message. It's never the core um, steps, the core traditions. And so to me, that brings stability. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I came into this program totally, totally undisciplined. And at my core, I was a fly by the seat of my pants girl, shiny, bright objects everywhere, happy, just free. And not I didn't, I didn't give a rat's behind about anything or anyone. And today, I live a structured life. And, and why do I live a structured life? I, it's structured because of these steps. These, these principles, these traditions that I get to use and follow. Um, yesterday I'll just share a little bit about how I use it um, or how it gets used. I don't do it on purpose. It just comes out in me. It's ingrained in me. Um, but I was doing a videotaping with some colleagues yesterday and we were doing an intro and exit to a video that we're doing for our retirement community to reach out to people virtually. And I was like, I looked at my colleagues. I'm like, yeah, just share your experience. And my boss says, yeah, just share your experience. That's what Jen says all the time. (laughs) And I just kind of giggled because I'm like, program comes out in me, and the big book comes out in me all the time at work. And I'm using, I'm practicing these principles in all my affairs. I'll just say it that way. Um, And it's so, so awesome. Um, And you know what, I just, I'm so grateful that um, someone took my hand and read to me and I get to take the hand of another and read to them, whether it's the big book, whether it's the 12 and 12, whatever it is that's gonna help them, God's gonna totally give me um, the intuition on how to work with others and guide others. And it's so beautiful. Um, and I never had that type of and- intuition before in my life. So I'll finish up by saying this, thanks Penny, is that um, you know these editions are so important. Because, you know, today, 2020, what's changed? Nothing. The core is still the same, and God remains the same, too. And with that, I'll pass.
3: Thanks, Jen A. And next we have Natalie M. Good morning, Natalie. Natalie, we we can't hear you. Star 1, if you are muted.
11: Okay, there we go. Thank you for your... We patience. go right. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Um, yes, I'm from California, and the variety of people that we see in our meetings are is so rich. It's such a plethora of people, and we come from very different backgrounds and different experiences, and yet we have that common ailment, that looking for that common solution, right? And... What I find the solution starts like with the steps, um, of course. You know, the steps are the most important. And in fact, we have a meeting um, at the Channel Islands Intergroup where we're doing the steps in a a group setting. You know, we have a Zoom meeting where we get together once a week and we're doing the steps systematically using um, literature and um, to do that. And there's still spots in that we start on Saturday, but um, that so that gets us to that common core of. Uh, needing a higher power, that we all are searching for a solution and that strength and that power that unifies us, that we start sharing with one another, that grace to open up and to be you know, a un- in unity, becoming one as we search for that solution um, while m- maintaining our identities. Um, and the tools, too, right? Um, doing a daily food plan, uh, those a- outreach calls, journaling on a regular basis, being a sponsor, having sponsees, um, it all, it, it works if we work it, and it's remarkable to me that it's been done since 1935, it's, nothing's changed, we just keep plodding along using the same techniques, the same, um, the same principles, we are Zooming now instead of uh, face-to-face meetings in, in many areas. And yet, um, that strength of, the, of the, that people coming together one-on-one, and supporting one another through that um, sharing of, of our experiences. I know for me, um, being home all the time, I'm really relying on the structure of the program. You know I, I, I like to be um, doing those outreach calls and consistently, you know, watching monitoring what I eat when so that then I have freedom in between those meals, freedom in between the food to really live life to the fullest and be of service, and so now I, today, thank God, I um, don't live to eat, but I eat to live. It gives me that energy I need to then be of service, and I'm joyful, you know, I'm free. I'm not a slave anymore to food, and um, I'm sure that's, Part of the reason we keep I keep coming back. That is the reason I keep coming back. I have freedom in my head, I can think better, and I can be more of service. So um thanks for everyone on the line for being here. Without you, this meeting wouldn't exist.
0: Thank you, okay. Natalie M. And so we're winding down, but I have time for two more people who would like to share. Who would like to take those spots? Katie G from Boston. Katie G. Philadelphia. And Linda, Linda, what's the initial of your last name? C. Linda C. Okay, that's G. we're going to be, Linda will be our last share, I believe. Okay, Katie G., welcome. Katie Hi, G. Penny. Hi, Go. Penny. Sorry,
3: can you
15: hear me? Yes. Penny? Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. Thank you, Penny, for your service. I think... You know, what really struck me this morning is um, I've been in the rooms for 16 years and I have always wanted to be unique, right? I thought that I ate because. I thought that I ate because of who my mom was, of what my dad did, of who my siblings were, of what other people had done to me. I thought that that food, um, you know, that using food to fix my problems was, Um, just what everybody did, and that I was terminally unique. And if you had my life, if you had my story, then you'd do that too. Um, And I have to tell you the divisiveness of my personality, of the need to um, be different, to be better than, to be worse than, has been one of the biggest impediments in my connection to God, right? Because when I was first handed a book, despite you know, the pain that I was in, despite the horrors, um, you know, and the symptoms of this illness, right, the 228 pounds, the 110 pounds, which is not because of my, that that doesn't lead to my unmanageable life. You know, I have an unmanageable life, whether I'm eating or not eating. It's not, the two are not related, um, but I, I have at my core this divisive, addictive personality, um, that, you know, is so afraid of rejection that I look for ways to reject you first. And what this big book has done to me and for me, what God has done to me and for me and continues to do to me and for me, is softened me. Like I don't have to go in and change the book to understand that we're an Overeaters Anonymous meeting and we're using this big book that talks about alcohol and alcoholism because my compulsive eating behaviors are the same as an alcoholic and have and brought me to ruin, and that food was never my problem. Food was the solution that I used to, to fix all of my problems throughout my life, and I thought it worked. But it all but cut me to ribbons and i'm just so grateful that as so many of our fellows have said this morning what doesn't change is the message what doesn't change is this core book and i i'm so blown away that um over the years you know because everything you think of our phones everything gets updated these days but this book, these first 164 pages, they don't need my opinions and they don't need my updates. They work. And my experience is if I can humble myself and find myself on the pages of these books, I get an experience with God that I don't want to miss. And I'm just so grateful to trudge along with all of you today. And with that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Katie G. And next in our last
3: um, sharer will be Linda C. Good morning, Linda. Is it Linda D? D?
16: Yes. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D from Connecticut. Um, hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm here in this very dear to my heart OA meeting because I'm self-destructive with food. And if I don't self-destruct with food, my thinking is self-destructive. That's the reason. And those 12 steps have given me a way of life, and I've been in the program half my life. Over time, has given me a life second to none, and it's grounded and rooted in what we read today. And if I melt down what I heard today, it is that love heals. And that higher power is within me and within you and we are one. We are the same. All people. Addicts or not. And I'm so grateful to be part of the human race and to love you and to let you love me. That's it. Thank you so much for saving my life again today. I thank pass- you,
0: Linda D. And um, let me thank everyone who's been on this meeting. We had 413 people Tuning in, and for everyone who shared, um, thank you so much. And everyone who helped read uh, the steps, the traditions, or the the um, the text. And we're going to oh, today's um, the share ID for today is fifteen thousand thirty nine one five zero three nine for the meeting that we are just uh, going to be ending now. After we ask. Um, let's see, Liz V. to read on page 164, our book is meant to be suggestive only.
11: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order